Hallelujah. So um, I've got uh, I've got very brief time, so I'm going to move swiftly. So please, uh, if you remember, for the last three, four weeks, I started talking about discerning times and season. And um, I think at the right time, the, the testimony will come. Because I love God for one thing. Every time uh, I'm given a word to declare to the church, uh, it's like the, the pool stared up in, um, in is it Mark 5? Uh, it's like the pool stared up. As many that jumped into it received their healing. Um, so if you receive the word and you say, well, it's just one of the, the normal word, you, and, and it's not a curse or anything, you might not receive the blessing of the word. It, it's a kingdom principle. If you become too familiar with the word of God, you might not receive the blessing of the word of God. Uh, if you become too familiar, and I'm not saying don't be friendly with a pastor. If you become too friendly with or too familiar with someone, it doesn't necessarily have to be myself. It could be myself. It could be any of the, anyone bringing the word. If you become too familiar or you're looking at a particular aspect of their life and you're thinking, I can't even listen to what you're saying because I know this about you. You could miss a Kairos moment because the person bringing the word and what you knew about that they're two different things. And that doesn't mean that we should live a life that is totally different from the word that we preach. We should live the word that shows because really people, we are the epistle that people read. It means that we should. But do you know what? God can even use a donkey to speak. And you could have missed it because you're holding on to what you knew. And you will have missed a word that God is bringing. That person could leave the room and start doing their own thing. But at that particular time, the Bible says to one that is wise, even a bitter thing tastes sweet. But the fool has no need for anything. To the one that is wise, even a bitter thing tastes sweet. But the fool has no need for anything. So we're not foolish people. We're people that are. So when the when God gave the word, I wasn't just preaching the word. I was also believing the word for my own household. And we, even in my own household, we started seeing God moving in times and seasons uh, for us. And the testimony will come uh, at the right time in Jesus' mighty name. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Proverbs 29 verse 18. The scripture says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraints. Where there is no revelation, everyone say, where there is no revelation. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraints. And I've started talking about discerning times and seasons. Because understanding, discernment is understanding what is happening in the spirit realm that has got nothing to do with what you can see in the physical realm. Having an understanding of what is happening in the heart of God. And the Bible says, without revelation, people cast off restraint. And I pondered on that scripture for a long time. And I began to look at, I, I understood because I've, I've read these scriptures many times without revelation. If you don't have an understanding of what God is saying or what God is doing, you're likely going to make mistakes. If you don't have a revelation of the reason why you are married, for example, you can cast off restraints of godly character and speak in a way that is not relevant or that's not reliable or that's not expected for a Christian. If you don't have a revelation of why you are saved 
as a child of God. If you don't have the revelation of what it means to be redeemed or to be justified or to be sanctified, you can start to do all kinds of bodies even when it, it goes against the purity of God for your life. And I don't have any problem against bebody. I, I bebody with my wife in the house sometimes. But if you don't have a revelation of what it means to be a believer, there are certain songs that you will not mind listening to because you've not caught the revelation of what it means to be a sanctified believer yet. Because the fact that you read the Bible doesn't mean you understand the Bible. And I don't care about how much you could quote or the kind of tongues, Japanese tongues, uh, Taiwan tongues that comes from your mouth when you speak. There are certain words that should not come out of your mouth if you have a revelation of what it means to be a believer. And this is the reason why people could be in church, yet they've departed from faith. If you remember that the Bible says in 1, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, it will come to pass in the last day that people will become lovers of themselves. What does that mean? It means that their senses will be what they prioritize when it comes to decision making. It's no longer about the revelation or the truth of God. It's not about what my senses desire. People will become lovers of themselves. And the Bible said they will depart from the truth. They will depart from faith. The Bible didn't say they will depart from church. So the fact that I'm seeing you in church, it doesn't really mean you've not departed from faith. Ouch. But I believe that the fact that you are in church means that you desire to remain in faith. People will become lovers of themselves. They will depart from faith. So we could have multitude in church, yet they've departed from faith. They're just in church. So without revelation, people cast off restraints. Without revelation of why I'm working at a particular... Listen... We talk about the offices, the office of an apostle, the office of a prophet, the office of a teacher, the office of an evangelist, and the office of a pastor. Not quite long ago, the Holy Spirit began to make me to understand that each one of those offices, they are represented even in the marketplace. As an apostle, when there's a grace for apostleship upon your life, you're the type that in your department, you're so visionary. You're looking at the, the different way of doing things. If you are that kind of person that you, you, you got into this new place of work and you're looking at the kind of system they're using, you're thinking, uh, whoa, 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 this is Sage 200. My wife, help me here. This is Sage 200 and Sage 200 went with the Ice Age. We need to change to, well, yeah, you know that. We need to, you have this visionary. Or you are in that place, you just, you're the one that is always checking after everyone. How's your family? How's your friend? How's, there is a pastoral grace upon your life at work. You're the one that's always asking everyone, would you like a cup of tea? Would you like, how are you doing today? Oh, this is a chocolate for your, you're always looking out for people's well-being. And you're in that place that you're the one that always wants to instruct everyone. You want to teach them. You want them to become better at what they're doing. There is a teaching grace upon your life. Or you're in that place, you're the one telling everyone, warning them off of the impending danger of what is going to happen, of how much the company is likely to lose dividends if this is not happening. There is a prophetic grace upon your life. 
or you are the only one that's always telling everyone about the need not to swear at work. They need to behave themselves the right way because of the likely danger and the likely judgment. There is an evangelistic grace upon your life. Without revelation, people cast off restraints. Without understanding of why am I here, what I need become more important. Without the revelation, people cast off. And I began to think about the restraints. I was thinking about restraint. And I know many people have talked about restraints and caution and being careful. And just as we're worshiping, the Holy Spirit just opened my eyes to understand what the restraints are. Go with me to Galatians chapter 5. Don't worry, Esther, this is not part of the, uh, part of the note. Without revelation, people cast off restraints. Then you, you may want to ask, Pastor, what are these restraints? In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everyone say love. Without revelation, people cast off love. Without revelation, you might want to speak your mind. But what you've really done is you've cast off love. Without revelation, people cast off peace. If you don't understand, if you don't understand who you are, either as a family person or as a child of God, if you don't understand the price that Jesus paid on the cross for you, you may cast off peace. Even when someone has offended you, you just want your own pound of flesh back. Without revelation, people cast off restraints of peace. Without revelation, people cast off long suffering. You know what? I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of this marriage. Uh, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of this relationship because you haven't got revelation. People cast off long suffering. Without revelation, people cast off kindness. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Community kitchen, last Monday packed people who were there just because they just needed some of us are outside doing nothing without revelation kindness doesn't mean anything to us the fact that you, sometimes we think because we're christian we automatically will do certain things no without revelation kindness doesn't mean anything to us without revelation people cast off the restraints of goodness Without revelation, people cast off the restraint of faithfulness. Faithfulness. When, things, when the goods are not going well, I'm still faithful. Whether God is blessing me or not. Without revelation of what? Someone came to our house yesterday and we're having this conversation. And a person made a statement because that they've been through so much as a family. They go to a different church, not here. That they've been through so much that if they, and I'm quoting, if I didn't have a revelation of why I'm a Christian, I would have left church. In other words, some people will say, I left because the pastor has not come to visit me. These people have more than enough reasons to leave. Not even because the pastor has not gone to visit, and it's not because the pastor shouldn't visit. But the person said, I have a revelation of why I am a Christian. And the fact that someone has offended me or the leaders have offended me is not enough for me to leave because God has not asked me to leave. Without revelation, people cast off the restraint of faithfulness. Without revelation, people cast off the restraint of gentleness. 
Without revelation, people cast off the restraint of self-control. So as you go in the year 2020, the question is, what revelation do I need to catch to know which boundaries are necessary for my life? Some of you might not know that this was long before EP started. I used to do MC. Um, seriously, I used to. And I used to get paid for it. Um, I've done wedding MCs. I've done book launch. I've, I mean, I've been paid for. I used to do corporate MCing. Um, and I do get paid for it. The minimum I'll be paid will be maybe 150 for just a two-hour thing, or sometimes I get paid 250 or 300 pounds just to MC events. But I deliberately stopped doing it. And I said to my wife one day, I, I, it was while I was doing MC, and I was, I was cracking jokes. The money was good. And then I, and I had to go to church the following Sunday. I was asked to preach. And I stood there and I felt like an hypocrite. That last night, I was cracking people up with things that were not true. I was telling people, and you might think, but that's harmless. And I was telling people about, you know, one granddad that didn't do something which I said did. And people were going, ha, 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 ha. And they were laughing so much. And the following day, I had to stand at God's pulpit to preach. And that was the day I said, I'm done with MC. Because I cannot... I cannot tell. I know it's jokes, and some of you think it's harmless, but when I stand before God on judgment day, the Bible says I'll be judged for every word that come out of my mouth. And I decided that I can't, it doesn't matter how good the money is. I can't do MC where I'm lying and then preach in church the following day. Without revelation, people cast restraints off. If I did not understand the significance of what it means for me to be a believer, I would live a liberal lifestyle without mindful of what God sees about me. I will relate with people that I should not be relating with, regardless of how much they might think I'm out of sync. Without revelation, I will say the kind of things that God will not expect me to say in the year 2020. Without revelation, I will, apply, I will go for the jobs that God is saying, that's not you. Without revelation, I will pursue endeavors that is not supposed to be mine. Without revelation, I will cast off self-control. Without revelation, I will cast off kindness. Without revelation, I will cast off goodness. Without revelation of how much Jesus has done for me, I will cast off love, agape love towards other people. Say with me, without revelation, people cast off restraints. But happy is he that keeps the law. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2 14. A discerning mind. Everyone say discerning mind. A discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight that go beyond what is seen and heard. Let's read that from the New King James Version because the one I've just read is from a different translation. The New King James Version says... And 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But I'm going to read from uh, I'm going to read from the Passion 
uh, translation says, a discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight that goes beyond what is seen or heard. A discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight that goes beyond what is physically seen and what is physically heard. If you go a little bit back, if you backtrack to verse 9 of that 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and it has not entered the understanding of man what God has in store for those that love him. Now, there are three ways people receive knowledge. Everyone say three ways. The first way is what is known as perceptual knowledge. Everyone say perceptual. Perceptual is what you can see. It's what you can see visually with your eyes. It's what your senses can actually pick. And the second way people receive knowledge is conceptual. Everyone say conceptual. Conceptual is that which goes into your mind. So perceptual is what you can see. What you could hear, because you could perceive it, you could hear it. So it's perceptual knowledge. But conceptual knowledge is that which comes to your mind. Something that you have an understanding or you just knew it. Either because you've studied or someone has told you. That is conceptual knowledge. But the word of God is saying when it comes to things that are eternal. When it comes to things that will stand you in the test of time. When it comes to things that are rock solid, you cannot receive them with perceptual or conceptual knowledge. You need spiritual knowledge to receive things that are eternal. If you think by observing how a man looks, is what would determine whether that's the man for life. You've just made a mistake. Because there are so many 10 packs men that have, they're so empty on the inside. They're so vain. And there's so many pengy-looking girls that there's nothing pengy about their character. So a discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight beyond what is seen or heard. When you walk in discernment, you're not operating with what, I remember when I was in university, true story, a, a guy was dating a girl in, in another, another campus, not far from us, and this was one of those uh, Christian fellowship when, we, you know, it's not this kind of thing that we're praying and you're praying tea and coffee, tea and coffee, praise the Lord, hallelujah, tea and coffee, tea and coffee. No, I'm talking about you pray and demons know you're praying. It's, sometimes I, I'm thinking, is it England that's made people to Christian to pray like this nonsense kind of prayer sometimes? People are praying their, their hands in their pocket. Hey, tea and coffee, tea and coffee, toast, uh, put mama lid on it. I'm, talk, I'm talking about praying. Praying. I think sometimes comfort, comfort can, comfort dampens how, how much on fire we are for God. And, but guess what? I've seen people who are seriously wealthy and they're seriously on fire. So don't think that because it's, no. I know people who are seriously wealthy and they're seriously on fire. So we need to ask, Lord, take me to the place where you purify man and you set men on fire. In 2020, you cannot do the church of walking in when the praise and worship had already finished. Your spiritual life, you're playing with it. And so this, first, this young man saw this nice girl and, you know, typical university thing. And they kissed and the guy, the lady left and the guy left. True story. And a discerning woman called the man and just said, 
How long have you known the person you just kissed? So, oh, oh, so-so. Oh, I've, I've known them for a while. You know, we, we're, we're tight. <laughs> You're tight. <laughs> Your destiny has just been tightened up. <laughs> and the lady said, the person you've just kissed was upside down. So when you thought you were kissing the lips, you were actually kissing her toes. Because the person you just kissed was not an ordinary person. The person you just kissed was a principality. And <laughs> if that doesn't put the fear of God in your heart, I don't know what will. A discerning man sees beyond what is seen and what is heard. You remember already my, my friend that's in the U.S., uh, you remember his testimony about when he had a helicopter crash and he was hospitalized for two months. And while he was away, People were sacked or retiring, and he could have retired as well, but he didn't. And it was after his incident in hospital that he attended an event where he was promoted and is now the uh, MD for HSBC for the, for the entire North America now because of discernment. Discernment will keep you from the death trap that others will fall into. Discernment. If you make up your mind that in 2020, I will be careful to speak. I will be careful to listen. I will not cast off the restraints of the fruit of the Spirit. That was why I read that Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Because within those fruits of nine fruits of the Spirit, it tells you the kind of restraint you should not cast off. A discerning mind demonstrates wisdom and insight that goes beyond what is seen and heard. God's word is spiritually discerned. To the human mind, without the spirit, the things of God have foolishness. To the human mind, without the spirit, the things of God have foolishness. Why do I need to starve myself? Why do I need to fast? It's, it's just crazy. What, what does, what, does God need my Toast and egg? Does God need my, my lunch? Why, why do I need to fast? To a man, to a spirit, to a mind that is not spiritual, the things of God are foolishness. Why, why, why do I need to fast? We're going to be fasting from the 3rd of January to the 10th of January. Why do I need to? In fact, not just that. By God's grace, in the month of March, Till Easter. We started from the 1st of March till Easter. We're fasting as a church for 40 days. Believe me, if you want to leave EP, this might be the time to leave. We are fasting. Because I'm, I, I don't want a church of people that just come and their spiritual life is still the same way it was. You know me from time, I will never beg anyone to stay in church. As long as you stay in Christ. Jesus said... None of these that are my, none of these that my God, that my father has given to me was taken except the son of perdition. If you're given to, to us in ministry, you will not go. If you don't remain, it's because you're not given to us. And when I stand before God on the day of judgment, I would like to say, Lord, I was faithful with the people you gave me. Why would I fast? I'm fasting because fasting puts my flesh under so that my spirit can hear God. I'm fasting because when I'm fasting, I'm more disciplined. 
I'm fasting because when I'm putting my flesh under, I could hear God because food and all kind of distraction. And it's not the kind of fasting that you're whiling away time by watching Nollywood. You're just having a, a, you're just having a hunger strike. That's not fasting. And it's not the kind of fasting that you're on WhatsApp 24-7 and you say you're fasting. No, you're just having a hunger strike. The kind of fasting I'm talking about from 3rd to the 10th is a type that I don't want to hear you on WhatsApp. And the same thing with pastor. I don't want to hear you on Twitter or Instagram. Just put that away and seek God's face. The third scripture said, to the human mind, without spirit, the things of God are foolishness. If we're saying it's time to pray at 5.30 a.m., why, why, why would I break my beauty sleep at 5.30 a.m.? Really? I know people are in hospital that they will gladly sleep and wake up at 5.30 than the fact that they're not even able to sleep. It's foolish. Why do I need to wake at 5.30 a.m. to pray? We wake to pray at 5.30 because we're commanding our morning. We're decreeing and speaking good things to our morning before we go out. The things of God, the foolishness to the unspiritual mind. Without, write this down, without proper understanding of, without proper understanding, what you want become more important than who you are. Without proper understanding, what you want become more important than who you are. Without proper understanding, I'll repeat that. What you want become more important than who you are. Question, what do I want in the year 2020? But what are the things I need to be mindful of? Who am I that I need to be mindful? My wife and I went to the... Uh, shopping on the 24th and very very interesting how subtly Satan can mess you up with something subtle that you're not even mind if you're not careful so we we were buying some things was it 24th or was it 26 26 so we went to um, a, a shopping uh, a somewhere to buy supermarket and so we're taking some things and the guy besides so I just oh I forgot to scan the bag, 5P, 7P bag. And the guy next to us just said, don't worry, they, they charge a ridiculous amount. Just, just put your thing in the bag. The guy just said, don't worry. So the thing was showing zero, one, two, three. The guy said, look, blame it on me. And the guy clicked zero and just said, I just said, no. If I'm taking a bag, we will click a bag. We're not just going, he made his horse funny and we just like, <laughs> that's true. I just said, no. Because he said, if you, if, you're not, if you don't want to click, I'll click and he clicked zero. And I said, no, thank you. So we scanned the bag. And I was saying to my as we're going, that it might sound like a very funny moment. But the Bible says, a little leaven, leavened the whole lump. I don't want Satan like Zechariah chapter 3 to stand beside me and point and say, that is the reason why God cannot answer my prayer. Because there's something in my life that God is not pleased with. Without the revelation of who you are, what you want becomes more important. And so, so we started looking at, so the question then is, how do I 
discern? How do I improve in discernment? Esther, if you just flick to that place. How do I develop and improve in discernment? Number one, selective life living. Selective life living. Selective life living. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Romans 12, 2, it says, and do not be conformed. Everyone say, do not be conformed. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. To operate in discernment, you have to be selective in your lifestyle. Sometimes we think revelation comes before our dedication. That's not true. God reviews his word then you are encouraged to choose a lifestyle and then God exposes his word more to us. Do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? God is saying be transformed and progressively changed. This is the amplified version. Be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. What does that mean? It means that the evidence of someone who is maturing spiritually is not the knowledge that you have about the word. It is how you have changed. It is how you have changed maturely. It is how the words you used to use before, you no longer use them. It is how you used to react to people. You no longer react to people that way. It is how you used to gossip and you no longer gossip. It is how you used to uh, be arrogant and disobedient and you're no longer arrogant and disobedient. It is when people tell you off and you used to tell them off back, but now you're a different person. It is the way you approach the things of God, the way you used to get to church or the way you get to work before, and that has changed progressively maturing be transformed and progressively changed by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes discernment so that you may prove for yourself what the will of god is that which is good and acceptable and perfect now i've said to you before there's nothing like uh permissible will of god and perfect will of God, there's nothing like that. You're either in disobedience or you're in the will of God. There's nothing like permissible will of God. No. It's either you're, what God does is when we make mistakes, his mercy prevails. It doesn't mean that it was the permissible will. No. You made mistake, point blank. But the mercy of God can prevail over an individual. But it's, it's the best to actually walk in the perfect will of God. In fact, someone put it this way. Don't pray for what you want God to do. Pray for what God has already done. And he should show you to walk in it. Not just what you want God to do. Ask him, Lord, concerning this area of my profession, concerning this area of my spiritual life, concerning this area of my need, what are the things you've already done? And grant me the revelation. I was, I was sharing earlier this morning when we are praying. When we say the word mystery, what does the word mystery mean? Mystery simply means the truth of God that he has hid in his heart until an appointed time. So when we pray for mystery, what we're simply saying is, Lord, reveal to me the truth you've hid in your heart until a time as this. I'm going to run, run off very soon now. So the first one is selective 
life living. The second way to increase in, in discernment and grow in it is inductive study of God's word. Inductive study of, remember, can you be mindful, I'm not saying just studying the God's word. Inductive study of God's word. What does that mean? When I read the Bible, I'm not just reading the Bible. I'm first of all, observing the Bible. I'm not reading the Bible with my eyes. I'm reading the Bible with my mind. I'm not just observing the Bible. I'm also investigating the Bible. So I'm asking the question of what. I'm asking the question of why. But not just that. I'm applying the Bible to myself. I'm asking the question of how. So it is the what. Everyone say what. The why and how. That is how to grow in discernment. When I'm reading the word of God. I'm not reading the word of God for head knowledge. I'm reading the word of God to understand what happened. Why did that happen? How can I apply that to my life? A selective lifestyle. An inductive study of God's word. And finally, a lifestyle of fasting and praying. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, the prophet said, I will stand upon the watch. I will pay attention I will hear what he will say to me and I will know how I should respond after he had spoken to me. In 2020, I needed to actually, whilst you're planning your holidays and your getaways, I'd like you to plan at least three retreats. Three weekends that you will shut your phone down and the only thing will just be yourself, your Bible and your God. To just say, Lord, I want to talk to you about my professional life. I want to talk to you about my spiritual life. I want to talk to you about my marriage. I want to talk to you about my home. Lord, what are you saying to me? Because if you don't create a selective lifestyle, if you don't engage in an inductive study of God's word, if you don't create time for fasting and praying in retreat, discernment may be a myth. Let's rise on our feet and we're going to pray this morning. Let's rise on our feet and we're going to pray. Because usually discernment, lack of discernment is evidence of prayerlessness. Lack of discernment is evidence of prayerlessness. A lot of people have made decisions that they should not have made. Some people made the decision. It's just like you're, you're traveling on M25 and you made an exit where you shouldn't have made the exit. The journey would definitely add about 10 to 20. You're lucky if it's just 10 or 20 minutes. Or you didn't make the exit where you should have made the exit. But in 2020, we want to walk in sync with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I said 2020 will be a time that we will, there will be a lot of fasting and praying. Thank God that we have a building. If people want to come and sleep in church, feel free to sleep in church. We'll make water and blanket available. Let's pray. The first prayer is this. Lord, as one decade is coming to an end and another one is starting, and please don't, don't, don't pray as if you're in office. I want you to pray as if you're on the mountain by yourself. As one decade is coming to an end and another is starting, Lord, may I be rightly positioned for my spiritual planting. May I be rightly positioned for my spiritual nurturing. May I be rightly positioned for my spiritual pruning. 
may I be rightly positioned for my spiritual flowering, fruitfulness, harvesting, and replanting. Each one of those signifies different stages of your growth. Your planting, your nurturing, your pruning. Jesus talked about the plant that the Father prunes. That time God disciplines you with things that you think is harsh. In fact, without discernment, God's testing appears like punishment. Without discernment, God's testing, God's character testing becomes, it looks like punishment. And you think God has forsaken you and then you leave church because you lack discernment. That this is the time that God is pruning and testing us.